Welcome to the Think Factory podcast. We got one question for you. What keeps you up at night? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions. I'm Chris Santamassimo, your host, and I'm excited to talk about people, especially in the manufacturing area, who are doing what I think are pretty amazing things. But, you know, I'm not that easily impressed, but I am definitely impressed by technology that helps uh, people get their jobs done more easily in a more safe way helps people from getting hurt, etc., especially in manufacturing environments. And that's why I'm excited to introduce Ted Borowski, who is the, the president of Foster. And he's coming to us from Pennsylvania. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So Ted and I uh, share an affection for the printing industry. Um, and that's where some of his work is concentrated. But, you know, Foster is a company they may not know uh, necessarily in terms of what they do, but you're sure going to understand uh, the type of value that the Foster products bring to the manufacturing environment in particular. Ted, give me uh, and give our listeners uh, just an introduction to the company, which I know spans back to 1948. Uh, but you know, tell us a little bit about some of the, the economic products that you generate. Great. Thank you. Well, as um, wide format uh, became more and more dominant in uh, the printing and sign making industry, roles of uh, media, uh, paper, film, paper, foil, whatever, used in the printing process became wider and heavier. And companies were looking for ways to be able to handle them more efficiently, uh, safer, and uh, be able to do it uh, with fewer people. Um, They realized quickly that uh, to do this manually, they would need two, three people to lift these rolls. And it was still a, a safety risk. So the owner roll lifter was developed with that in mind. And we basically have come up with a way for a single operator to handle a five, six hundred thousand pound roll uh, by themselves uh, without any backstream. And uh, that is huge because, you know, you don't want to bring forklifts into the into the print room because uh, if they inadvertently hit a printer or something, you have to recalibrate the printers, you have to recalibrate the machinery. What we have is a device that provides precision uh, loading and unloading of these rolls with a single operator. So that's what we bring to the table here. We started out 17 years ago, several years ago, with a single model, and today we have 15 different models for all kinds of applications and all types of printing processes. And this year at um, Printing United, we introduced the height-adjustable all-aboard lifter, and the significance of that is that one all-aboard lifter can handle four by eight sheets of media for all the various machines in the shop. Uh, and most printers, as you know, are riding many different horses in their in their production. Uh, That's for sure. And they have different heights, uh, different capabilities, different uh, needs. Uh, the height adjustable all-aboard lifter is one size does fit all, so it adjusts from 34 to 44 inches. So. If you have a, uh, uh, a flatbed printer and a Zoom cutter, it will be uh, – you could use it for both machines. That's so, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but we, I'm sorry. But if you could break that down a little bit. So what's interesting to me anyway, again, I, I love the fact that it – that the products really do all these things for the, for the customer, not only make them more efficient and more 
uh, quick in terms of their turnaround, but it really, it really enables individual people without the, the big forklift, as you said, to do things that are virtually impossible uh, w- without the tool. For example, uh, if people could appreciate a skid or a pallet worth of uh, wide format media, three by three, three by four, eight by eight, whatever it is, and the ability to pick that, you know, not only heavy, but also, uh, you know, uh, awkward item up in the air at the right height to put it inside the printer to feed the printer. I mean, that that to me is amazing. Yeah. The other aspect of the all board lifter is that it it uh, uh, folds to, into a vertical position so that it can maneuver through uh, narrow aisles around corners and through doorways. Uh, the typical shop has a lot of equipment squeezed in a limited amount of floor space and there are multiple jobs going through a shop at any one time. So what printers need and sign makers need is the flexibility to be able to um, stage various jobs uh, during the production and post-production process. Um, we have found uh, printers are basically eliminating uh, their stationary workstations and putting the all-board lifter which functions both as a mobile workstation, but also as a transport device that's only three feet wide uh, to be able to get through the aisles and get around the corners. That's pretty so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, I think no matter what industry you're in, in, in terms of manufacturing, you, uh, you you would have the same concern or the same complaint, which is, especially pe- uh, post COVID, how the heck do I find enough people to staff my facility, right? So with the limited number of people that a given manufacturer or a given print shop might have, they got to preserve the safety and the well-being of the people that are actually on the staff. But probably I would say, you know, minimize the reliance on labor at the same time wherever they can. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge factor in uh, being competitive. Oftentimes that, that factor is the difference between uh, a, a job being uh, profitable or not profitable. Um, it depends on how much uh, labor and handling is involved and how much time is involved. You know, there's also the issue uh, of companies that might be running two or three shifts, and you know they may have enough uh, people at one shift, but uh, they're light on uh, the second or the third shift. This enables them to get the jobs through and completed with just one operator. Yeah, so what what we see more and more, I think, is the desire to automate where we can. But at the end of the day, automation is only going to go so far. Someone's got to bring the media or the paper to the machines, and that's really where you come in. You're really at the beginning of the process and at the end of the process moving around the the, the finished work as well. Yep. I think no matter um, how automated a shop becomes uh, or the production process becomes, the People will always be interacting with materials and machinery, uh, either at the beginning, the end, or during during the workflow uh, process. So uh, that's what uh, that's what we offer, and um, companies are seeing that as a significant benefit, uh, uh, especially if they're running multiple shifts. Yeah, and um, like like you said, you know, you have to have somebody that's going to is going to queue the jobs, is going to stack the media, is going to get the the automated solution running. And so without the tools that we're talking about here, you just never even get the media or the paper to the press, no matter what kind of press it is. Yeah. 
Pretty phenomenal. So I'm curious, you know, as the company has has evolved and the technology or the you'd say the physics of it have become better understood, etc. So how would you describe, you know, the the evolution of the print shop and where did you know where did your uh, products, where did Foster's products, you know, fit into that evolution, especially over the last ten or twenty years? Yeah, well, I remember when the first Macintosh hit, and what was it, 1980, and we were still making flat files, light tables, and lineup tables, and plate inspection systems at that time. Mm-hmm. You, I saw the writing on the wall, and I said, "This is it. Uh, the whole <laughs> thing change, and so we better think about where we want to be." Um, and for a while, we were very involved in substrate uh, cutting devices. Uh, we moved away from that as that process moved upstream, became more automated or in line. And uh, we still saw the bottleneck as being the actual physical material handling of the items. Right. So, uh, that's what we're concentrating on. And I think that's where our future is. Yeah, you mentioned Zoomed, uh which had a really impressive showing at the Printing United Expo that you mentioned, um, one of their newest uh, cutting devices. What are some of the other manufacturers that you've got partnerships with to to service their equipment on the print floor? Well, we're strategic partners with uh, all the major manufacturers, uh, HP, Agfa, EFI, ViewTech, et cetera, et cetera. And what we've done over the years is work directly with their engineers designing and developing lifters that fit within the geometry of their printers so that they can get a roll in there and uh, unload it, pull the uh, lifter out, and and then safely unload it after it's printed. Um, so um, with that in mind, uh, we have models that are specific to certain kinds of printers or certain brands of printers and model numbers, and we have other models that are more universal. So as that changes, the more the universal models are becoming more and more dominant. The fact that you've got strategic relationships with so many major manufacturers is interesting to me. Maybe that gives you a cross-sectional view of the market and, and what's coming and maybe what's going. So what are some of the industry developments that you're seeing, maybe as a reflection of the products that you're selling? Well, I think the most significant one is Chad GBT, where the um, – uh, you're going to see a tremendous amount of automation taking place that's going to change the workflow. It's going to change the nature of jobs uh, in ways that we can't foresee. Uh, that's number that's number one. Number two, uh, you can see more and more automation where manual steps will be eliminated and more steps will be automated. Uh, and then number three, I think you're going to see a growth in what I call the composite market. In other words, uh, this whole business with additive manufacturing uh, is going to really take off. Right now, it's in its nascent stage. But as that matures, uh, you're going to have all kinds of new companies uh, 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 coming up that are going to be uh, providing um, uh, uh, composite materials that mimic steel Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, uh, or uh, composite finishes, and so uh, these composites are going to be basically multiple layers that are sandwiched together. And again, I think the all aboard lifter or the on a roll lifter will still play a role in that in handling it. So, well, especially as printers print on more interesting things, more complicated yeah. things, right? For sure. 
Yeah, I've been uh, I, I've seen things uh, printed on it at some of the shows that I would never have guessed could be printed on. Uh, it's really fun. Rather than you know, rather than a uh, you know a film or some other material that's eventually adhered to the to the uh, the product, the, the product is actually getting printed on, which is um, amazing. Well, think about also the uh, uh, the film LED screens that basically you have a. You have a screen, a TV screen that's as thin as a piece of film. It could be applied to any surface. Right. Think about uh, barcodes and um, how they could be scanned and it could activate uh, uh, an advertising message or whatever. That's going to change the entire nature of point of purchase displays, everything. Right. Become more intelligent. Well, you know, I also see that another benefit on the labor side from uh the products that foster makes in the sense of rather than replacing people it's it's got the the tendency to elevate people which i think is a good thing everybody or not everybody many people think that automation is going to result in job loss but to me i think it elevates people to do better things more uh things with their brain so to speak than their hands in a sense uh and less less wear and tear on the body for sure in the meantime would you say that your products sort of lend themselves to that as well? Yeah, I, I would agree with that there's always going to be a need for physical manual labor, and uh, there's no getting around that. But, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, who's going to repair the machines? Who's going to, who's going to program them? Who's going to service them? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And so people are going to have to update up their game and uh, learn some of the basics of programming and learn some of the basics of uh of uh, RFID, um, robotics, whatever, um, whatever technology is going to be used. So I think it's an interesting time. There's no doubt about it. Uh, as you said, ChatGPT is just one marker of what's going on out there in terms of change. You know, when you when you, lark, when you harken back to the to the Macintosh computer. You know, it, it did take a while for the, the PC and the Mac to really change uh, the market and change how people thought. But I would say ChatGPT was almost overnight in comparison. Um, yeah, accelerating, definitely accelerating. And the, the challenge, I think, for the industry is going to be how to basically find the people and train the people, more importantly, train the people to be able to function in these positions. And I'm concerned that I think there's a real gap uh, in our educational system. Um, uh, one of the organizations I'm involved in is uh, a group called Fresh Artists, which takes kids in the underserved sections of uh, Philadelphia and digitizes their artwork, kids who show promise with uh, design and art, and then that artwork is blown up and then it's placed in various corporations, uh, hospitals, universities, Etc. So that uh, the kids get exposure to something like this and are motivated. The whole goal is to motivate them to stay in school. Okay. And what I think there needs to be is a concerted effort on part of the industry to go in and identify these groups because these are these are kids who don't necessarily are all star athletes or all star academics, but nice kids. How do you get them from slipping through the cracks? I think those kids are going to be the future workforce, and we need to do more to cultivate them. Yeah, we don't have uh, the apprenticeship programs that we did, you know, yeah. decades ago, right? For bring that back. Yeah, and just uh, giving kids coming out of high school more options, 
really to to do uh people refer to trade sometimes almost like it's a negative but to me it's such a it's such a rich place to spend a career and if we could uh, not only channel kids there but also to your point train them in the meantime they'd be it would be so much more effective i think yeah and i think that's going to really uh uh that's going to really address the whole issue of uh, labor shortage. I, I just remember an incident where we were demonstrating car wrapping at one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, annual open houses for fresh artists, and these kids were fascinated. I want to do it. They were asking the guy, "How much do you earn?" He says, "Well, I make eighty thousand a year. I want to do that." And we said, "You can, but you have to stay in school." Yeah. So that's where we're hoping. And even if they don't go into the printing or the the graphic arts uh, industry, at least they're going to get through school and hopefully maybe go on to college. Well, it's so. only by uh, it's only by experiences that you really discover your your true path. Most of us, myself included, are doing something completely different than uh, we thought we would do when we entered college. So I never thought I'd be doing this. And yeah. here I am, 45 years later. Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, banging up against uh, against a couple of walls and figuring out your path. Right. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully the uh, the products that Foster makes are going to help. Uh, actually, there's a great segue, by the way. So stay tuned for it. Uh, it's going to help help people bang into fewer walls with the the things that are moving around the factory. Again, I was uh, I was pretty impressed, and am very impressed with what you do. And um, you know, when I think about liability issues and and cost, I mean, it, it's these these uh you know it's not just the cost of paper and ink to create a, a job as you say it's labor it's overhead it's you know and then you talk about lost time and injured employees etc so if we can minimize that we're gonna we're gonna kill a couple of birds with that one stone in terms of keeping our people working another aspect to it is also the damage to a lot of these materials as they're handled uh, so one conversation i have with a paper company is using the all aboard lifter to develop stacks of four by eight rigid substrates on the truck they unload it. Uh, it travels through the shop. They use up the substrates. They bring it back. The uh, paper distributor picks it up, reloads it again. So there's no damage done to the uh, the materials because that's a huge amount of waste right there. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, and, and the supplier is going to pay for it, and the price is going to reflect it for sure. That's pretty impressive. Very cool. Well, keep up the good work for sure. And I hope uh, that the folks that listen to the podcast will check you guys out. What's your website? It's uh, go-foster.com. So that's go-foster.com. Terrific, Ted. Well, you're a heck of a spokesperson uh, for the company, and uh, I, I'm fascinated. I'm sure others will be if they check you out. But I would encourage anyone in the manufacturing environment, whether it's printing, packaging, or, or otherwise, to check out go-foster.com and, and uh, see what they have to offer. Ted, thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your enthusiasm about the products. You're welcome, and thank you for the opportunity. We appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks again. And this is Chris Antimosimo signing off on the Think Factory podcast powered by OGC Solutions, and we'll see you next time.